This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined as always by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Feeling good, man. Pretty good. Just trying to make it, man. I hear you. I'm so goddamn tired after this weekend of moving and everything. Like, my fucking body just hurts all <laughs> over. It's a workout. That's right. Man, my week. I did the exact opposite. I did. I almost didn't move at all all week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. Well, we are happy to be back this week. We are continuing our month long look at horror movies and reviewing movies based around food. Uh, we'll be talking about Microwave Massacre from 1983 tonight. Uh, that super excited for that because it's one of my favorite cannibal flicks. So. I've been pumped to talk about this for a little bit. But uh, otherwise, what have you guys been up to this past week? Not too oh. much, man. Kind of busy. Been watching, um, well, I'm actually all caught up on the HBO series Raised by Wolves, which is pretty good. And I want to correct myself from last week. I said the androids were the killing machines for the atheists. It's actually the other way around. They're the killing machines for the religious part of the group and the okay. atheists were at war with that. Anyways, great show. Check it out. It has slow moments, but it it's really good, man. I like it a lot. And I watched um, Hard to Die with Ted because I love that movie and Woo! it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Jim Wynorski is the man. So. <laughs> I wish I would have made it last night. I was so bummed that I my fucking internet wasn't working. I, I really wanted to join in to watch that last night. There was somebody here who could have joined in, but just decided not to. I wonder who that was. <laughs> somebody who doesn't want to watch movies anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Ted. Man, I, when I got on the PlayStation, I looked and it didn't say anybody was online. So I just started watching other movies. It was funny because after we watched, it might have been during the movie. Or after that, I can't remember. I think it might have been after the rewatch the movie. I saw that you were on playing Tony Hawk, and I was like, "I said, look, Sean, Mark's playing Tony Hawk. I guess he just didn't have time for us tonight." And that's when Sean <laughs> posted all that stuff in the chat. <laughs> you know, you don't want to watch this anymore. Watch movies with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was great talking. I mean, he came into the our our friend that's not on the show at least may not yet, but. He came in during the movie, and we were able to just chit chat with him. So that was nice. Yeah, that pretty much for me this week. I just work in movies like normal. Finally watched Babysitter uh, Killer Queen. Loved it. Thought it was very entertaining. Um, been watching that Eugene Levy show on Netflix here and there with Catherine O'Hara. Okay, very fun stuff. Um. Watched uh, 
my, of course, Microwave Massacre, which is the movie we're talking about. I watched uh, all the Deadpool movies because I hadn't seen part two yet. So I managed to find some used copies at the store and watch those. Nice. And I watched the, the Once Upon a Deadpool, the PG-13 version of Deadpool 2 also. also. I love, love the Fred Savage kidnapping fred savage and tying him to the bed <laughs> to reenact the princess bride yeah that was good stuff That's so great. uh and um yeah here i am <laughs> nice nice yeah like i was saying in the beginning here i my whole week's just been basically getting ready to move so i haven't watched a whole lot up until last night uh so i got done so I started moving, and this is uh, Saturday that I started moving, at about 7 a.m. So we started packing everything into trucks at 7 a.m. I finally left my old house from cleaning at about 8.30, 9 o'clock that night. So that whole day was either moving or cleaning. I was so goddamn tired. I got back. Um, my internet didn't work yet because Comcast and their transferring of services really sucks. But we won't get into that. So I get no reception in this building either. So I couldn't, like, use my phone to, like, watch YouTube or Netflix or anything. I couldn't really use my phone for anything unless I go outside. So I ended up watching a bunch of Vinegar Syndrome stuff last night um, and in today, into today. So I watched Pandemonium, uh, early 80s, Paul Rubens, uh, Carol Kane, a bunch of others. Basically, like, a parody movie. And seeing Judge Reinhold as a cheerleader is fucking hilarious with blonde hair. It's great. <laughs> um, then I watched uh, Unmasked Part 25, which was also good. And um, Berserker was another one. And then today I watched Microwave Massacre to get ready for tonight. And then I watched Alice Sweet Alice. And there was one more movie I watched. I can't remember what it was. It was kind of in between Microwave Massacre and... Alice, sweet Alice, because I was working on stuff too, getting ready for tonight. I don't remember. Maybe I'll remember later on in the episode. I I don't know. But anyways, so beyond that, I've I've watched more Shameless uh, this week. I'm up to halfway through season four, so I'm really trucking through this show as well. So I'm sure by uh, Thanksgiving, I'll probably be done with Shameless. It's like a train wreck you can't look away from. It is. It really, really is. (laughs) And I love it. It's so good. William H. Macy does such an amazing job playing just that drunk, drug addict, just deadbeat dad. It's just so good. And actually, everybody in the whole fucking show is great. I mean, and I, I know we talked about this last week, but definitely big going back and watching more Big Kev is definitely my favorite character. On the well, show. I like I like Frank because he's he's like such a good con man and he's he's really fucking intelligent. He's just an asshole, <laughs> right? <laughs> he really is. It's so good. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been watching this week. Uh, not a whole lot, but up until last night, and then I watched a lot between last night and today. So, but it's it's good to finally be moved. I'm I'm glad that major part's over with. Now it's just the fact of finalizing selling my house and just i still got to finish cleaning i haven't even finished cleaning there i got to clean the garage which is going to be a fucking nightmare but that's a whole other story for a different day but 
I'm happy that most of the hard work's done now. Now it's just a matter of just finishing paperwork and getting a check, hopefully, by the middle of next month. That's the plan, at least. Money, money, money. Money that's going to go right back out and pay off all my debts, and then I'll be (laughs) debt-free. So that's all I care about. That's all I want right now is just to be debt-free. That's the American dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) No doubt. I mean, just the thought of being debt-free and not having to worry about that, not having to worry about owing anybody any money is like, it's been a just a dream. I thought I would never get that far <laughs> of being able to pay off my debt. I thought I was going to have my debt till the day I died, honestly. That's just, I thought I was never going to pay off my student loans, never pay off my car or my house even. I thought I was going to be stuck there for the rest of my life, but... Seeing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, knock on wood, because uh, anything can happen, and, and they could still end up backing out or something could happen with their financing. But I'm holding on to hope that as of the 16th, I will be no longer a homeowner and debt-free. So stuff to look forward to, that's for sure. Huzzah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it. But um, before we get into the episode, though, uh, we're less than a month away from the box set. I, I mean, just knowing that the 13th is coming up, like right before I supposed to sell my house, that's going to be like the perfect week, honestly, because <laughs> if my house sells that same week that the fucking box set comes out, that's going to be like the best week of all year. So, and possibility of it might be shipping out early is like yeah, the icing on the cake. I was happy. I mean, not that it's verified or anything, but right. it's true. I can't. Yeah, it's just that one person said that they got that email, so who knows? But yes, that'll be awesome if it's true. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. So don't take it as yeah. we're revealing news. It's it's not news. It's definitely rumor, but it's something to hold out hope for. Because if they do end up sending out these early, oh my god, that's gonna make everybody's fucking day. I mean, It'll just make my day if I get it on the 13th like I'm supposed to. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm at. But that's something to definitely look forward to. On top of, you know, uh, next month also being able to see Friday the 13th in the theater, you know, for Fathom events, that's going to be great too. I mean, October is honestly looking to be the best fucking month. <laughs> All year, honestly. I yeah, mean, it's, it's looking great, man. Because the uh, the haunted events around here are still opening. Yep. And we got the Fathom events coming, and we got the box set coming. Um, Netflix is adding a whole bunch of new shit this month for that we can check out. Man, there's all kinds of shit going down this month. Yeah. I mean, yep. October is always a good time for us horror crazies. So. Yeah, and you know what? I'm honestly we just need it. I think. I can't help but roll my eyes, and it's kind of dumb, but it always bugs me when people are like, oh, I don't care about October. I'm spooky all year round. Like, motherfucker, I'm spooky all year round, too, but October's still the shit. You're not going to Halloween events all year round. Exactly. You're not, you're not uh, yeah, you're not getting this, I don't know, you're not getting the, the, the Halloween experience all year. Yep, just just because you're wearing black all the time and you watch horror movies, like, once every couple months. Plus the fall weather is just perfect. It's it's getting oh, a whole lot of things. So it's more than just. It's getting so cool here in Texas now, or at least in North Texas. It's it's a nice. It, it's just nice temperature. Summer's yeah. pretty much 
done so that heat for the most part from where i live is is over with so the leaves are falling it's starting to feel like fall it's starting to just look like fall it's beautiful i love fall it's my favorite time of the year yep, definitely yeah same here yeah I, I love the early fall when the leaves are changing but right before it gets super fucking cold i love yeah, it yeah. like i hate winter yeah exactly i freaking yeah. hate winter with a passion by the time it hits fucking December, I'm ready to skip it and go straight to spring. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, Especially being in I Minnesota. Did, I did get a new movie, because I watched a bunch of movies this week. I did get a new movie that I'm adding. I loved it so much, I'm adding it into my rotation. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called Trick. It came out in 2019. It's got really bad reviews for some reason. I don't know why. It's got, I haven't G- seen it. It sounds familiar. It's got Jamie Kennedy and Omar Epps and Tom Atkins. And Tom Atkins' character is fucking amazing. Oh, we he talked so about that funny. one. Because we, we watched a trailer for that, I think, last year. Yeah, it came out last, yeah. last October or something like that. Uh, it's good. Okay. I mean, the, the premise is kind of weird and hard to get into at first, but man, the effects are good. Everything. It's just an all around. It's going in my, my yearly rotation for Halloween. For okay. Sure. I'll have to check that um, out. Cause I, I meant to check that out back when it came out, but I it's, never did. It's yeah, on Hulu. Too. I'm going to have to add it. Actually, I got a couple other that from Hulu that I'd like to recommend. Cause there's a, they got quite a few good. Horrors, I think though. it's a broken lizards club dread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, man. That's a great yeah, movie. <laughs> the first time I, I ever that. saw that, oh, it wow. is so fucking funny. Yeah. It's got got all the guys from Super Troopers and Beer Fest are in it, and yeah. it's just a great horror comedy slasher. It did we review that hilarious. one, or did we just talk about that last year? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, that's but funny. I think that's my favorite of all. The, I mean, I yeah. love their other movies, but I think that's my favorite of theirs. I mean, I looked it up. You can't really buy it anywhere unless you buy it used. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. Um, yeah, it probably flopped would be my guess. I don't know. I thought it was great. Um, and the gray I, have the asshole from Super True, or Farver, or whatever, is yep. like Mr. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. The, Such a the role Tai Chi guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the heaven spot. Yeah, it had uh, Brandy from Joe Dirt in it. She was yeah. the main chick. <laughs> yep. Um, there's a movie called Pledge on Hulu, which was really interesting from 2018. It's like a, the only way I can summarize it is like a, a murderous soror or fraternity. Okay. It's, it's, I, I liked it. I'd check it out. It's on Hulu. And I also watched two of the Into the Dark movies called I'm Just Fucking With You and School Spirit. Um, I'm Just Fucking With You was... It was weird. It was really weird, but it's definitely a good watch. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys saw anything on it or not. There's a I lot did. Of people I, I actually, that's actually one of my favorites of the Into the Darks. It was, it was really weird, especially towards the end, but it was a good movie. And the other one, School Spirit, had a really strong, like, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark feel or like mm-hmm. a made-for-TV movie. And that one was I like that one better for and for some reason it was like rated TVMA and unless they're counting language and 
marijuana use. I don't see it. I don't know. And some of those are pretty good, man. It's hit or miss, I think. Yeah, they are. I've enjoyed. I haven't seen those two, but the ones I've seen, I've enjoyed. Yeah, so it's like kids are like uh, stuck at school on the weekend at uh, detention, and there's like an evil spirit that's dressed up like the school mascot. It's it was pretty interesting. It's worth and a watch, a lot- I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't I didn't recognize any of the actors or actresses, but they were all like the the asshole uh, vice principal, he was really good. Um the goody goody girl, she was pretty Oh, they were all good, man. It's mm-hmm. It's just a good movie. Um and, and the last one I watched was on Netflix. It's called Hashtag #alive and it's a yeah, That's got a lot of buzz right now. It's like in it I couldn't tell if it was Japanese or Korean or Chinese or whatever, but it was all dubbed, which is something that I would never really into, but it was like a zombie flick. And it's like this, this guy gets stuck in his apartment and while the whole zombie outbreak's going on, it's, it's pretty good. It actually made me want to watch train to Busan. Cause I, I completely skipped that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that one either. It's one I've wanted to check out. And, the day I went to go look it up on Netflix is the day they took it off of Netflix. <laughs> I hate them. What's funny is Train, Train to Busan is one that I got from a horror pack before I, you know, stopped doing horror packs. So I got lucky and ended up getting that on, on Blu-ray. Um, I don't know, two years ago, two and a half years well, ago. Well, they're making a sequel to it. Yep. Peninsula or whatever, I think is what uh, it's called. Yeah, I want to watch it because that movie, that, that movie changed my mind figured I, pro- I probably like train to busan because i really liked hashtag alive um yeah i just watched a bunch of fucking shows and movies this week because i i skipped work for three days mm-hmm. because i made my own evil food movie in my kitchen because i was cooking uh, raviolis and boiling the water and when i went to go drain it i tripped over my dog and spilled the shit all over myself jeez <laughs> Yeah, so I got burned all the way down my legs and my feet, so I couldn't like put my boots on to go to work. So I just stayed at home and watched shit. And I got to go back to work Monday, and my foot still hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the melting man. <laughs> <laughs> Evil raviolis, yeah. It's been a weird week, man. And uh, after all that shit I watched, I even watched the wrong movie for this uh, for this episode so it's gonna be interesting see how much i can i watched uh, i got mixed up man i watched the movie we're doing next week oh the stuff yeah i watched the stuff <laughs> <laughs> but at least i've never seen the stuff before and it was a good movie i liked it yep but i hey, i you, have seen microwave week, massacre so next week just watch microwave massacre and I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh that's good yeah, the, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to this week and next week for the episode. That's for sure. Yeah, and then the PlayStation did their pre-orders, and it was a shit show. I've been watching that all over. <laughs> yeah, the <place>. man. <laughs> well, yeah. what I, what, what bugs me the doing it before they were supposed to, and everything. Well, was they rushed out. everything because because <laughs> Xbox like dropped the mic on them pretty much, and they were freaking out because. Even after all this, they they came out with this at PlayStation event, and you could tell it was rushed because it was nothing but game trailers and pictures. Mm-hmm. There were no there were no interviews. There was nothing, 
And even now that we ha- they're selling consoles now, we still don't know how big the, the hard drive is. We do. It's 825 gigs. It, that, that wasn't on the event, and I haven't seen that anywhere. They've, they've posted it. Um, um, well, we uh, did they post the rest of the specs? Uh, that was really the biggest thing I was looking for, so that's the only thing I really cared about. Um, they might have had other things, um, but I, I do know for a fact that it's 825 gigs. On, I do know, like, as, like, on the scale of the size, this is going to be the largest console ever is the PS5. Because as far it as looks space, big in the picture, yeah, man. it's it's they said it's like like forty percent bigger than the PS3, which is massive. That yeah, thing was that a, thing was that thing was gonna, huge. Is this thing going to be backwards compatible? Like they said, like you can put your so, PS3 and stuff in, or they're doing the same thing they did with the PS4, where they're saying ninety nine percent, yes, but when the if you remember when they did that with the PS4, they said the same thing, and it was. Until it wasn't anymore, so mm-hmm. we're just we're just gonna have to see. I I know, and that's with the PS4. It's not gonna be backwards compatible at all to PS3 or PS2. Right. Right um, now, the only game I'm interested in is Resident Evil Eight, but that's not coming out till 2021. Yeah, yeah, next year. So I'm just like I'm waiting. I wasn't even gonna try to buy one. Yeah, just, I'm gonna be patient too. Man. Yeah, I'm good. Well, you guys you know, should have. Bugs that need to be worked out anyway, like it always usually is. Yeah, there usually is, but they usually have patches and stuff. I mean, I've I've never really had an issue buying a console. You yeah, know, me day either. Of. I'm but just waiting for early next PS2 year. PS2 is a crap show. All the craziness. Right. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get both consoles. I'm gonna do the the Xbox uh, payment plan because it's thirty five dollars a month and it comes with their uh, Game Pass and Xbox Live. That's not a bad deal. That's a really good deal, and it's that's a year payment, so it's only thirty five bucks for a year. And then we're going to put the PS five on a credit card, so it won't be that big of a hit, right? Yeah, I was te- I was telling Ted before you guys got in here about my whole dilemma with that because <laughs> that uh, that <laughs> like I I found out that they were doing the pre orders like fifteen minutes after they already started because obviously they didn't really announce it. They said it was supposed to be the day after that so i spent three and a half hours fucking trying to buy this stupid console (laughs) two and a half of those three and a half hours was me hitting checkout at fucking bestbuy.com oh best buy is the worst for that shit man well i every other place i went to had already sold out best buy was literally like my last ditch effort to try to get it and they still had them in stock when i went in there and i was hitting checkout for two and a half hours and then at the very end of that, it was removed from my cart and said that they had just sold out. Even though yeah, I had been hitting I mean, checkout for two and a half hours. They did that to me before hours. with, uh, what was it, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. They sold some Funko Pops mm-hmm. for them. And they did the same thing, man. I waited because they did a virtual con where you had to actually wait in line. Yep. As if that's the, as if that's what you miss the most about conventions is waiting in fucking line. <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, when it finally gets to you and and you check out, it's like, oh, it's already sold out. And then you go to Best Buy because they presented the Best Buy after the con. Um, it was literally sold out before the listing went live. It's just fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. They, 
they don't have any type of uh, defense against people buying with bots, which I think is the problem. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I hope the PlayStation pre-orders come up soon. They're probably going to keep selling out. Well, I know Walmart is putting another uh, pre-order up on the 22nd. So in two days from when we're recording this. So they're going to have another batch that they're putting up for pre-order. Um, so I'm sure more retailers are going to follow suit because PlayStation has already been talking about how they're going to make more available because of this whole fiasco and everything. And it's, it's bullshit, honestly, because all these places sign uh, had signups for, you know, getting notified when they go on, when they went on pre-order, none of them sent out except Best Buy. That's the only reason why I found out is because Best Buy sent out yeah. the What's reminder. crazy is Sony themselves sent me one about signing up and I did. And they never even sent me anything. I was like, well, how did Sony <laughs> drop the ball on their own? <laughs> right. It's 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 a big Sean, shit show. Sean, we're talking about a corporation that made Ghostbusters 2016. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very well, true. Well, they, they did come out to say that they are going to have more consoles manufactured than with the PS4. Yeah. Which I don't I don't know how much more, but I know when the PS4 came out that sold out pretty quick too Mm -hmm. to the point where you couldn't even find them on black Friday or Christmas. Um, I I hope it's a significant amount because they're seeing now that there's this huge want for this thing. It's been a long console generation. It's been like seven years, I think. Yep. It's been a long time. Yeah. Seven Uh, years, 2013. And I saw a lot of people are really mad about the, the, uh, spider-man miles morales which i don't understand why exactly because it's from a business standpoint it makes more sense to sell this game on ps4 as well because they know not everybody's going to have the money to buy this new console Mm -hmm. but there is a huge want for this game the playstation 4 spider-man game was a huge hit and I don't I just don't get why people get so upset about this. Like if you don't I don't get it. Why do you care that someone on a different console? Everybody always has this exclusive shit. It's annoying. But it's still Sony, it's still a PlayStation. They're just mad that's coming on the PS4 and the PS5. But it should only be PS5, so I'm the cool one. So you're saying this game supposed to be a a PS5 exclusive, but then they changed it to PS4 also? Is that what happened? Or no, they never said it was going to be PS5 only. Oh, people are just being dipweeds. They just that. came yeah. out and said, but but they are saying that if you get it on the PS5, it's it's going to I don't know if it's going to come with or if it's going to have a discount cuz they're going to remaster the first game for the PS5 so they can use the same game and take uh advantage of the assets of the new console. So it's it's kind of like a win-win, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think it'll be good once everything dies down with it. Because I know they've been talking, especially this week, it's about trying to make sure it's everybody... Not it's not fair. <laughs> the posters for our 13th poster should have been only, only oh, yeah. 13,000. We're so hard ordering before everyone else. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not stupid. People, people are dumb. Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man Miles. This should be just be PlayStation Five, 
I'm eight years old. It's going to be PlayStation 5, you know, if this is that there. <laughs> only, only PlayStation 5 would be that's definitely right there. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> look at it right there. I mean, look at that. <laughs> it's not fair that, that, that they made the, the, the Crystal Lake Memories disc available again, the, the DVD. That's not right. It's seven years ago. It, it was exclusive. It should stay exclusive. Not right. After nearly <laughs> 10 years. All right. We, should, we get it. People it are stupid. People complain about the <laughs> stupidest sure. shit. It's dumb. We I'm know. not done. I, I'm not done. Oh, you're it's done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I'm eight years old. You have to listen to me. It's the rule. No, you have to listen. Ted, you better watch out. If you don't stop your shit, we're going to re-release the Halloween box set. All kidding aside, I'm sick and tired of this people with this freaking elitist attitude. Just, who gives a crap? You got it. That's the important thing. Yep. It's. If you weren't planning on selling it, why do you care in the first place? If you are planning on selling it, well, the joke's on you, dipweed. Sorry, you didn't Deal make the extra money that you were expecting to make. Trying to get over that's off. business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything, <laughs> not everything always has a great resale value. They care about making money. Get over it. Yep, exactly. You're you're, you're not a special person. Nobody is. <laughs> Well, I know we kind of got way off topic here because I was trying to make a point with talking about the the box set and the uh, things coming up in October. Um, yeah, Mark. <laughs> hey, hey, I got I got skipped. I wanted my I wanted to talk about my week. I got skipped. I thought you did. I'm sorry. I thought you did because <laughs> you talked about watching some movies and stuff. That's what happens when you miss movie night. <laughs> I apologize because oh, right. I, I literally thought you did. I, I don't know what it was. I thought you did. I, I apologize. That was my That's bad. That's all good. <laughs> I took it back. <laughs> well, there you go. But anyways, getting back to the point I was going to make here with uh, the box set being released and, and next month with October, uh, we are going to be doing another live stream of playing Friday the 13th, the game in honor of the release of the box set. So we'll have more details coming up about that. But the plan right now is we are going to be kind of playing our version of Paranoia. If you don't know or don't remember way back when, it feels like it was just a long time ago now, Gun Media was originally going to release a new game mode called Paranoia, and that never obviously happened because everything that happened with the lawsuit and all that, we won't get back into that. So we kind of came up with our own version of it. We thought it was a lot of fun. It makes you not trust the people that you're playing the game with. It's, it's fucking great. So we're going to look to do that and kind of show you guys what we did for our version of Paranoia, basically the CLS podcast version of Paranoia. And um, it looks like we'll be having some people joining us from the podcast network. Um, we'll announce more as we get closer to that but we're super excited to be able to kind of maybe uh collaborate with some of these other great podcasters from the network and uh just have fun doing a live stream uh one of the nights during the week of the uh the release of the box set uh next month so that's going to be exciting i'm really really looking forward to that it'll be interesting getting back into the game because 
every time I go back to play Friday the 13th, I fucking suck because I can't remember any <laughs> yeah. of the controls. I can't remember how to do anything. It's it's hilarious, and so it'll be a lot of fun, especially getting maybe some of these other guys from these uh, shows joining us to play a little Friday the 13th in, in honor of the box set being released. I've already been practicing. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been playing lately too, man, and, and I... <laughs> I realize, man, you know what? Even though you think you're going to suck, if you hop into a public lobby, you'll probably suck, but you'll still be leaps and bounds better than everybody else. Right. Because <laughs> four out of five games I play by myself, I do everything. Yeah. I fix the cars, That's I call I the cops. Like too, man. <laughs> it's like, well, someone freaking help me. It's, we might actually it, escape. <laughs> it, sh- it shakes it up a bit when you actually get a good Jason. Yeah. <laughs> really does so definitely look for more details on that we'll we'll announce more as we get closer and have things more locked down and then you can hear ted scream mark what are you you jason's friend (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) little inside joke i'm sure you guys don't get it but that's all right it makes us laugh every time But look for more information on that as, as we come uh, up in the next few weeks, um, as we kind of get things more ironed out and planned. But on top of that, uh, you know, we're doing our reviews of food-centered horror movies this month. Next month, it's going to be all Halloween-themed. Uh, it's going to be the CLS's Halloween Horror Palooza 2020. So we're super excited for that. We're, we'll announce at the end of next week's episode the lineup for October. We've already got the the movie set aside that we're going to be reviewing. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be nothing Halloween franchise related. So it's going to be Halloween movies, just not in the Halloween franchise. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. So we'll talk more about that at the end of next week's episode after we review this stuff. But otherwise, are you guys ready to review Microwave Massacre? I've been ready. Let's do this. All right, let's take a look at 1983's Microwave Massacre. Anthem Pictures reluctantly presents what is considered to be the worst horror film of all time. Your skin will crawl. Your stomach will turn. I have to go to restroom. I mean restroom. Your blood will boil. Dining will never be the it's same. It's all caught in blue. I've never tasted anything so unique. It's delicious. Dismemberment. Death. Oh, man. Distastefulness. My hemorrhoids. Microwave massacre. This is it, May. You're a walking contraceptive. Say, you know, you look so much better in the dark. I've told you a million, billion, trillion times. You are what they eat. I know I'm gonna be sick! Too many bombs! Microwave Massacre was released on August 31st, 1983, directed by Wayne Berwick. 
had a budget of $75,000 estimated, which is, wow. I mean, having that little of money to do this movie, I mean, you can tell it's, it's a very cheap movie. And, uh, it's, I, I've, like I said in the beginning, this is probably one of my favorite cannibal movies. I fucking love this movie. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the mean. And they made that very clear even during the trailer when um, it was released on DVD back in like 06 or something like that. Uh, as you heard in the trailer, it's like the worst movie of all time. It's it's not that much of a stretch to think of this probably being one of the worst horror movies ever. But I lo- love it so much just because of the campiness and just how fucking weird it is. It reminded me of a, like a long, slightly perverted episode of Tales of the Dark Side or Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and having the lead guy who is the voice of Frosty the Snowman. Yes. Freaking great. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, when I first saw this movie, I recognized that voice right away. Because obviously, when I was younger, we always watched those claymation uh, Christmas movies like Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all that. So I automatically knew, you know, the voice was Frosty's, and I, I fucking love that. <laughs> Just seeing the guy that voiced Frosty in a fucking cannibal horror movie with just a bunch of gore and TNA. It's just fucking great. I, I just loved it so much. And to think that with that role, we almost got Rodney Dangerfield if his salary <laughs> wasn't too high. I mean, yeah. could you have imagined if it would have been Rodney Dangerfield yeah. in that role? That would have been great, actually. No, nothing That's, against the guy who was in it. It would have been better. <laughs> There's a missed opportunity. After he's with the prostitute at the end, he should have said, Happy birthday. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> so one of when the I first saw this movie, I hated it. Yeah. I thought it was just a bunch I mean it's it was it just seemed like it was just a bunch of tits. Which is which is great when that's what you're looking for. <laughs> um, it took me a while to go back and actually give this movie a real try, and the same I felt the same that you do. It's not a great movie, but the campiness was just so fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a lot of great quotes and little jokes, and like <laughs> I'm so hungry I could eat a whore. <laughs> That was probably my favorite quote of the whole movie. We're making a skyscraper. Want to watch it rise? (laughs) I still want to know what that guy's allergic to. Right. (laughs) I will say, as far as the, you know, you saying the all, it was just a tits movie. Um, (laughs) the one scene where she walks up and she's in the all blue, and he takes her over to the guy that's muscular that I assume was gay, but. Like that whole scene felt like it was straight out of a porno, <laughs> right? Well, the the opening scene was just her sticking her tits through a hole. In the I head. know. I was like, "What is?" She <laughs> hey, for some love, man. When when the movie started and it was just focused on her chest with the credits, I was like, "So long, John Carpenter's the thing." I found my new favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to go to the breastroom. I mean, the restroom. <laughs> it's so good. I love that big muscular guy. It's so funny when they're getting lunch later on in the movie. He's like, sausage, it's my favorite. <laughs> it's like, oh, gosh. Oh. And I already knew. I was like, well, I know who the angry husband is because he's looking at this sandwich with the crab on it. Like, what the fuck has this woman <laughs> given me this time? 
I just want a freaking bologna and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Oh my god. One so one of the the funniest and coolest trivia bits about this movie because there wasn't a whole lot for trivia, but they talked about this in the uh in the arrow release for the, they had like a mini documentary on there where they talked to the director and uh, Craig Muckler who wrote and produced the movie. they talked about the, all the interiors of Donald's house uh, was uh, it was Mickey Dolan's house originally. And he had just sold it and they had literally just a few days to film all the interior shots in this house. And, And when you think about it, most of this movie is inside of that house. So they, within a few days, they shot like over half the movie uh, before the new owners were to move into the house. So I, I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, that goes back to the whole independent filmmaking thing and only having a budget of $75,000, you got to use what you have. And they had that short window to shoot all those interior shots and they, they knocked it out of the park, you know, in that aspect with having almost half that fucking movie take place in that house. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. But, yeah, I mean, quote-wise, this movie is, has such hilarious quotes. I mean, back to the, you know, I'm so hungry I could eat a whore. Then you also have May and Donald kind of arguing back and forth towards the beginning, and she made the comment of sub men, you know, still find me attractive, and Donald's like, how would I know them? I, I didn't attend <laughs> Braille Institute. <laughs> that was great. I love their bickering. He's like, what do you expect in the health inspector? And she's like, any man would do. <laughs> he said, there's one where he said it was something like she, he said, where were we? And she's like, well, my mood will give you an idea. And he said, I have an idea, but I think it's illegal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't had a cigarette in 15 years. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to smoke after sex or before dinner. <laughs> I like the bartender too. He's like, this isn't a freaking psychiatrist place. I'm a freaking bartender. He's like, you can spill your beer, look- but you can't spill your guts. He said, look at the license on the wall. That's a liquor license, not a shrink license. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bartender. He's my favorite just because, you know, he's like, I'm just running a business. I don't care about your problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I feel like in my life. <laughs> Jeez, I got my own problems, right? So, uh. Mark, stop texting me. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, baby. You know you want it. I like right. too when he um finally you breaks my, down. You are, my, you are my sugar bear, Mark. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what are we saying now, Sean? I love birds, but. I like it when um Well Sean, you interrupt everybody, so you know it's your, it's your... You're damn right I do. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Okay. You grow up in the city, you learn to butt in and talk or you don't get heard. That's very true. Um when he's killing the wife and he finally breaks down, I like how he stops for a second, puts some salt in his hand and throws it over yeah. his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that. That was so just like, what the fuck, man? I love that he's just so drunk that the next morning he doesn't even remember killing his own wife. He he's like, Where are you? Well, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going to work. His oh, reactions, man. I mean, <laughs> it was just like when like he gets startled by the TV when he wakes up and he's like that. <laughs> bad actor kind of like like he was startled awake and he's like waving his sandwich in the air and just like staring 
Or like the times he'll just like look at the directly at the camera. I mean, I love that. it's so bad it's good. It's just that's what adds to the campiness of this. And I, I like it when he kidnaps kidnaps with the neighbor lady or his wife's friend, whoever she was. And then he's like like he wants to cut her up and eat her, but you know, he realizes he has to have sex with her first, and then he's just like, Oh no. <laughs> no. And he just puts her in the closet. He's like, I'm not doing that. Shoves a piece of bread <laughs> in her mouth. <laughs> And they actually took the time that every time he went in there, the bread was more moldy. I, I like, love that. All detail, but I thought that was cool. So. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I love it that the guys, the like at the end, the movers moving the stuff out, and they find her in the closet, still alive. And they're like, "Hey, come look at this, man! Come look at this!" <laughs> come look at this. <laughs> Can always call the police in a few minutes, Ted. Got to check your friends first. <laughs> Let's talk about these effects the a little bit here. Your sweet time. <laughs> let's talk about these effects really quick because uh the body parts that they would use are like shit that you would find at like spirit halloween or something like nowadays it's just so it, like it looked like plastic and it was it just kind of added to it a yeah, little they bit didn't, they didn't take a lot of time to no <laughs> try to make real. it look real <laughs> that I head the most. <laughs> yes <laughs> the glowing eyes that was great it looked like I'm a cheap um Voorhees mom head. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a knockoff. This, this is one of those movies where I'm glad that he killed his wife because she was annoying as crap, man. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. He finally killed her. I was just like, You are my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Not only she makes it too far, man. I was gonna say advice to the ladies, man. If it's getting that rough, just let the man have a damn sandwich. <laughs> but everything will be okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know why I took this job as a bartender? is because I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, bartender's How definitely the best. Freak-ass neighbors, man. What was going on over there? <laughs> that was hilarious. The guy, actually, the little another little tidbit, the guy in the window that you see wearing the bra and panties is actually the guy that wrote the movie and was the producer, uh, Craig Muckler. He's a Minnesota guy. And uh, that was kind of his, They, the guy that was originally supposed to do that didn't end up showing up that day. And so uh, one of the other producers or the direct, no, that was the director asked him if he wanted to do that scene. And so he did it. And so that was kind of cool. Cause I, I never actually knew that until I watched the arrow uh, release today. So I thought that was kind of interesting to find out that he actually had a small role in it. And cause he's the one that's always peddling the movie when he goes to the conventions and whatnot, it's always him that has it and, and whatnot. So I thought that was kind of cool. So the I think the director was one of the guys working on the oven at the end too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that end a little bit because that end was like so abrupt. Like you thought there's going to be a little bit more to the movie, and then just all of a sudden he's fucking dead. The movie's only like an hour and like sixteen minutes. Yeah. Long loop. No, it's it's really not. Yeah. When the head started disappearing on him, I was kind of hoping. Even though I agree with Ted, she was a bitch, and I enjoyed him killing her. But <laughs> um, I thought she was gonna, or like the girls were gonna have some kind of revenge thing, almost like a maniac type. Yeah, or the maniac. I think I would have liked that a little bit more than, oh, he just freaking died. Right. <laughs> I thought he just died because he was eating too much good food now, and his wife was right. <laughs> 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 he had a heart attack. But I guess, I guess it was the faulty wiring in those newfangled microwaves setting off his pacemaker <laughs> Dude, that was a 
That's the biggest microwave I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you can fit it in my body. <laughs> now, was it like a, a situation where, like, you think just the budget ran out so they couldn't, like, do anything else? I for thought about that. that, that I've often be... wondered that, too. I, I, that has to be a part of it, at least. It does feel a little, like, rushed. Yeah. Like, hey, they're here, and oh, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> I mean, the the scene before that, before the end scene where they find him dead, he's sawing a fucking arm or something, trying to saw the bone. And then I you you never see him die or anything. So uh, it's, it's just so abrupt and just, like, so jarring that that's, like, the one downside with this movie is just that abrupt ending for me. It's the only thing I, I don't like about the movie, honestly. I'll give you guys an interesting very strange side note about this movie is his um whole sexual thing and the cannibalism thing is actually a real thing about cannibalism that most of the individuals they found that are into consuming flesh it is usually tied to a sexual desire and their want and they're so overly obsessed with the woman or man that they're have picked or whatever that just sex or a relationship's not enough. They actually want to consume them. This is something I watched on like a two-hour documentary, probably well, about twenty years ago. But I thought it was kind of funny that that's how they tied it in because that's actually really how it is. Well, that's what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer. He just didn't want anybody to leave him. He was just yeah. so afraid yeah, of being alone. Weird, yeah, it's a weird obsession thing. So I just. Something I thought of while I was watching them. So I was like, even though it's campy and crazy, the whole cannibalism sex thing is actually a real thing. So. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's for sure. And I can totally see it, like the mindset thinking that way. I mean, it's just it's too kind of, I guess you could say go it's hand in hand. So. Fuck, I think. It really is. It really well, is. Well, yeah, it, it usually happens in the young age where you're like, you're just developing that part of your brain and then something happens to where like, it's not like actual, but like the wires get crossed in your brain where you associate uh, sexual arousal with something very fucking dark and evil. Mm-hmm. And that's usually well, how you get a serial killer. I just came up with a new abstinence campaign. <laughs> Don't have sex because they might want to eat you and not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because how about the doctor when he's like, Doc, it's out there. It's out there. I want to eat. What I want to eat and have sex. I want to <laughs> eat. And he's like, so do it, my man. Go down on her. <laughs> it feels good. Do it. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that scene was great. <laughs> After sleeping the whole time, right? Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, this movie's so wild. <laughs> it's it's just crazy. It really is, and even even the end credits are just fucking phenomenal because they made it like a, a menu, which yeah, I thought was great. The menu credits. <laughs> That was great. Oh, such a nice touch at the very end, seeing those credits. <laughs> I never really watched the credits before, but I actually watched the credits this time. And oh yeah, my God. Like the name of a dish or something. Yep. Else. It was so good. <laughs> oh my God. It was awesome. And I said, I think it had a special thank you to microwaves for if it wasn't for them, this movie would have taken longer or something. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and featuring Major Electric in his first movie, The Microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the, the the credits were just as campy as the movie. I, I loved it. It was just a nice touch to end the movie. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's 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 not a good movie. I mean, let's just be honest. It's it's not a good movie, but it's entertaining as hell. I fucking watch it at least once a year because I I, I love the movie because it's just the campiness just kind of overrides how bad of a movie it is. I think in in a lot of ways, and so it makes it watchable to the point where I actually I actually do enjoy watching this movie. So it's it's definitely one I I, I come back to about once a year for sure. Um, so I'll I'll start off with rating this just on a. This one you definitely kind of kind of just have to rate it on a pure entertainment scale. It's definitely probably a three and a half out of five for me. I, oh, I wow. just think it's entertaining as hell. I, I I love it, and like I said, it's one of my favorite cannibal movies. I know there's a lot more of them out there, but this is high up on my list of of ones I I I love. So definitely a three and a half out of five for me. I like the movie. Um, it left me wanting a different ending big time. <laughs> It was a little slow, but I, you know, I, it was a kind of a, not to say it was a slow burn, but it wasn't a little bit of a way building up to the, his explosion on his wife and his new diet. But yeah, but I did like it. I liked the jokes and the campiness of it, like you said. So I'll give it a two and a half. So I got so much shit for giving Ice Cream Man a three. And it was really funny because my girlfriend was listening to our episode and she came over just to tell me that she was listening to Ted say at the beginning of that episode, I watched the worst movie of my entire life. And then she (laughs) ended it with saying, I thought for sure he was going to say the ice cream man. She was. (laughs) 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 Um. And you, and I, you know what I'm saying, my ground. I'm holding that as a three, and I'm gonna give this movie the same because I think in the, in the uh, the same way of like the quality of movie, I'd I'd put them pretty close because you know Ice mm-hmm. Cream Man is not a great movie, and neither is my Microwave Massacre. Yeah, I'd but, agree. They're they're comparable in that way for sure. I mean, as far as like family friendliness, they're completely different. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But as far as shitty, but still entertaining. Yeah, it was campy. The jokes were great. Um, the The ending was the worst part, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give this one a three as well. All right, Ted. Huh? What would you sweet now on you? <laughs> we're doing oh. a podcast, man. Oh, that's <laughs> um. Um, I give it a three. <laughs> it's better than ice cream, man. <laughs> okay, it's a lot. Better, it's a lot better than blood hook. <laughs> <laughs> That's where everything is. The gauge now is from blood hook. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, I said that last week. I'm gonna rate every movie based yeah. on. A- Comparison to Bloodhook, and I think every movie's gonna look great in comparison to Bloodhook. <laughs> um, it it's entertaining. It it is what it is. It's not meant to be anything else. Yep. It's not meant to be some groundbreaking thing. It's just a goofy, fun movie. You throw in a bunch of beautiful women in there. Guy who kills his obnoxious wife 
and you're rooting for him. <laughs> killing his obnoxious wife. He's kind of a stud after he kills her, right? Like he's pulling yeah. some ladies. Man. Yeah, he really is. That's because he doesn't have her weighing him down. <laughs> <laughs> and he's eating better food. Unfortunately, it's made of people, but <laughs> right. It's not a serious movie. I mean, it's goofy. It and I mean, when when the movie starts, you have a close up of a woman's chest in a. I mean, it's, it's about to burst through her little whatever it is, bra, sports. Was it a sports bra? It was just a shirt. <laughs> just a t-shirt that was like tied in a knot or whatever. I mean, and then the credits are like right over that. You're like, okay, now I know what I'm watching right at, right off the bat. It's not a serious movie. All right. So, you know, three out of five. I mean, the acting's horrible, but whatever. <laughs> it's a low-budget $75,000 movie. It is what it is. Three yep. out of five. Yes, you say. Give me seventy five thousand dollars. I will make a much better movie. <laughs> Same here, man. <laughs> it better be better. I'm going to give y'all crap. <laughs> Trust me, I know that, and that's why I'm going to work hard, Ted. <laughs> Working hard for you, Ted. Hey, I wanted to bring up one more scene that I forgot to, man. The drive through when he orders the, all the shit from the girl. <laughs> God, that was great. And now she's standing there and actually doing it. Damn, we need that kind of level of service at drive throughs <laughs> Nowadays, you just get your crap spit on if you try something like that. They're like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. You bite into your burger and you get an extra surprise there. Right. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's good. I forgot about that scene, but yeah, that's a good scene. That was hilarious. But we would love to, as always, we'd love to know what you guys think. You can always reach out to us through our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Uh, we do really appreciate you guys checking out this week's show. And just remember that next week we'll be finishing off our month of looking at uh, food-based horror movies and moving into our Halloween Horror Palooza next month. And once again, we will announce the lineup that we have next week for that. But any final words of wisdom before we leave? Yes. Remember, dismember a friend for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Well, it's good. Not great. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's from the movie. So don't criticize me. I'm messing with you. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. Well, If nothing else, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.